0: Hello guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Pixel Productions podcast. In this episode, we are going to be talking about the Splatoon series. I'm Sam, the host of this podcast. And I'm Hiram, the Uh, co-host. Some of you may have noticed that we've taken down our previous Splatoon and Splatoon 2 episodes.
1: That is because we are talking about these games today.
0: Uh, Those are the ones that Joey's in, so we're going to have Joey be part of an episode at some point. In this episode we will talk about each game's history. Um, in every game mode. Uh Splatfests, how they work, and all the all the story modes and all the DLCs as well.
1: And make sure to go to our website yeah, just have a huge update.
0: Oh uh, yeah, we have a lot to talk about, so let's splat through the history.
1: Like all the other Splatoon games, Splatoon 1 is a third-person shooter game developed and published by Nintendo.
0: The franchise is set in a
1: post-apocalyptic
0: earth inhabited by marine animals known as Inklings and Octolings, which can be transformed between humanoid and cephalopod forms at will.
1: Each humanoid character is equipped with a weapon that shoots their color of ink, and if an enemy is hit with it, they will take damage and can be splattered if too much ink hits them. The health bar for this mechanic is just a border around the screen that becomes thicker the more the ink hits.
0: The idea for Splatoon came from one member of the Animal Crossing development team who created a 4 vs 4 ink based territory control game set in a featureless area. The team
1: expanded upon the idea by adding concepts such as hiding inside and swimming through ink. The team wanted to somehow incorporate squids. After coming up with many ideas, the team had trouble only choosing some ideas to incorporate into the game. And some ideas never actually made it. So, So,
0: yeah, you can start.
1: So this is one of the ideas. The land would be like...
0: Such a weird. It Yeah, okay. it'd be tofu. Yeah, let me let me explain why that was chosen. So in Splatoon one, the team was like, "Hey, let's let's develop this game." So they chose something that um, <clears throat> was like white and bland, like tofu. And um, I'm, I don't know
1: I, why, but tofu fe- makes me feel like ocean.
0: And one of the other ideas they had...
1: Oh, this this is the really <laughs> weird one. Okay.
0: Was, um, noses.
1: A gun? The nose would be a gun.
0: And it would shoot ink out of the nostrils.
1: I wonder what color it was It was
0: ridiculous. Be. It was ridiculous. I don't I, know
1: why, Nintendo. That can say that... Even so- great so- things like Nintendo can make up really weird ideas. Yeah, it
0: sounds like they had some wild uh, people on their team like thinking up all these crazy, interesting, weird ideas. Especially
1: if the ink was green.
0: Yeah, so that's one of the ideas. Um, but after much discussion, the team chose to keep the ink ideas and leave the tofu in the nose. That was not good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Luckily, not in this today, or people would be like, Splatoon sucks.
0: Yeah, Splatoon would actually suck. They went through a bunch of different, like, characters, and one of them they were gonna do was a rabbit. rabbit? Mm Mm-hmm. But then they chose not to, and they kept with the squids. I
1: can't imagine a rabbit.
0: They made use of the squids as characters because of- because swimming and spreading ink would make a lot more sense.
1: They also needed the character to be, like, a human so it could hold weapons, which eventually led the team to choose a mix of humans and squids.
0: After discussing and developing on the core mechanics of the game, the team wanted to add uh, the ability to play online with other people. So turf four was created, the first game mode we'll be talking about today.
1: The game mode is based, well, the game mode is based around covering as much turf as possible. The team with the most area covered in their color of ink would win. The mode is the original four v four ink-based territory game.
0: It's kind of weird that the Animal Crossing developer went and, like, made Splatoon. Even though Splatoon and Animal Crossing are, like, really different games. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, um... The second game mode is Splat Zones. Hooray. The game mode is based around one team and another team that are both, uh, four players. The first, uh... Sorry. Um, a team can capture a splat zone by shooting ink inside the splat zone area. And splat zones are zones in the center of the area that you have to... S- the center of the map. They have to splat. So that's why it's called splat zones. And that's why the game mode is called splat zones. is because the zones are called splat zones. Sorry. I'm kind of mouthful. Um, okay. yeah. So, the team that keeps the splat zones captured the longest is the team that wins.
1: The third game made is Rainmaker. Rainmaker is there's a game almost opposite to capture the flag. The Rainmaker swaps in the center of the map. The players can pop the bubble um, that encases it and pick it up.
0: Uh, When the team, sorry, when the player picks it up, um, they can use their Rainmaker, well, they use their Rainmaker as their main weapon. Uh, It shoots explosives that pop when they land, uh, and the team that gets the Rainmaker closest to the opponent's side or puts it on the opponent's podium wins. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's a pretty fun game mode. You just pop the bubble, get the Rainmaker that spawns in the center. If you fall off the edge and die, then it will reset in the center, but if you die, then you'll, um, the Rainmaker will just lay there, and then the other team can grab it, and you just try to get it to the end. It sounds pretty easy, but it's it's kind of like... Football, you can imagine it. Just trying Mm -hmm. to get it to the end, and whoever gets it closest or to the end wins. And um, in Splatoon 3, they made it a little bit more difficult by adding certain areas that you have to go in before you can actually complete and get it to the very end. Mm
1: So it's like making it more complicated.
0: Uh, Yeah, so the fourth game mode is Tower Control. Tower Control is where you need to stand on a moving block that moves along the track. Um.
1: If the first team is on the tower. It will move towards the second team side. If no one is on the tower. The tower will move back to the center. As if an equal number. Wait. And if an equal number of players.
0: Is on the tower. From
1: both teams are on the tower. Okay. Um. It will stay still. The team. The team. Um, that gets the tower closest, or to the end, will claim victory.
0: Uh, those game-outs, all except for Turf War, are called Ranked Battles. In the first Splatoon game and the second Splatoon game, uh, all the Ranked Battles have separate like rankings that you can get. But in Splatoon 3 which is the last game of the series, they're all the same level, so you don't have to upgrade each one individually, which is kind of hard. You just upgrade one, which is still kind of hard. But it's a little bit easier now, because they're all the same thing. Like most games,
1: Splatoon has a story made. The campaign is nicknamed Octo Valley, and um, the game is based on fighting Octarians. The great Zapfish that powers the city has mysteriously disappeared. And now it's your job, as the new member of the Squid Beak Splatoon, to fight and recollect the Great Zapfish.
0: DJ Octavio, who is the reason the Great Zapfish um has gone missing, uses the power of the Great Zapfish for his for his uh his creations. He gives his army, the Octarians, weapons and gives and creations to fight back at the Squid Beak Splatoon. Splatoon 1, they do the story mode very well, I would say.
1: Yes, they do it very well. They it do it very
0: it. well. They do fight, but in Splatoon 1, you're getting all introduced to all these new concepts and stuff, and you're like, wow, this is giving me a lot of information to work with. And eventually the game starts getting harder and reusing the same ideas, but at a different difficulty level in a different way. And it's really fun. But in Splatoon 2 you get inside it and you've already seen these things. There's maybe a little bit of new stuff, but the story mode's the same. And you're doing the same things and the same objectives so and game, the difficulties. The basically the same from the first game. So it's not really that difficult.
1: In the second game, do you get the zapfish too? Yeah. So it's
0: just gone. So Splatoon it. 1 did it well because they're introducing it, but Splatoon 2 did it bad because well, objectively bad. I mean, I wouldn't say it's Splatoon 2's story mode as is- bad but it isn't like it's not original it's just a copy over i would say mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah so it's just splatoon 1 introducing it and then splatoon 2 is kind of just copying it and not really adding very much
1: um each level is based around the player finding octerains to get to the end and to pick up the small zapfish um that is in every level there are two types of octolings. The octoling or human variants and the octoling variants. So those are the people you play?
0: Yeah, so the humanoid variant is the variant that you play as. Um, and that's like the non-evil one. But then the like octarian variant is the one... Where it tries to attack you, and that's why you're attacking.
1: Wait, I thought that Octarians turned good. Do they like turn good in the second, and they can play? Him?
0: Octolings. Um, oh, Octolings. We'll talk about that a little bit more later in the episode.
1: So you can't do it in the first one.
0: Nope. Um, you can do it in the second. Octolings third. are completely just enemies in the first one. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's all all about the story mode we're going to talk about today for Splatoon 1. So let's get started on what Splatfests are, because there's a lot of confusion on that.
1: Every few weeks, an online advent called a Splatfest takes place. During it, the current idols, the Squid Sisters... Off the hook or deep cut, um, dance and sing to music.
0: Uh, Splatfests are based around questions such as cats versus dogs you know, or, or burgers versus pizza. There are even Nickelodeon sponsored Splatfests that were SpongeBob versus Patrick.
1: After the player chooses the team they will be on, they can wear a Splatfest shirt that resembles <sighs> the team they choose. The player can use this shirt in any battle for around a week.
0: Uh, When the Splatfest does start, players wear their Splatfest team shirt and can play against groups of four from the other teams, but only in the uh, Turf War game mode, sadly. Uh, During the Splatfest, the team uh, that uh, the player chooses has a color, and that color is their color of ink for the remainder of the event. Uh, Certain hours of a Splatfest day, usually near the end, uh, replaced the usual turf wars with tricolor turf wars. This is uh, only in Splatoon 3. Um, tricolor turf wars are 4 versus 2 versus 2 instead of the usual 4 versus 4. That's cool. The team that has 4 players is called the defending team.
1: And the teams that have 2 players are called the attacking teams. The defending team spawns in groups of 2 on two opposite sides of the map
0: while the attacking team spawns at the other two ends. The defending team, uh, which is the team of four, is made of players from the Splatfest that is losing the most out of the three options.
1: Tricolor Turf Wars are won by the team that has the most ink down on the map. Tricolor Turf Wars have another way of getting clout other than just winning. The other way is the Ultra Signal, which is
0: located in the center. Uh, to capture the ultra signal, you must walk up to it and wait for an animation of you turning it on to end. Uh, during so, it leaves you vulnerable, uh, so you can get attacked and die. Um,
1: the more turf war games you play in the a Splatfest, the more festival shells you earn. The more festival shells you you have, it increases the chance of getting a ten times battle. The ten times means ten times. Um, the the usual clout earnings
0: from winnings. The more festival shows you have, the higher chance of getting a 100 times battle. Uh, if two teams, um, if the both of the teams fighting against each other trigger a 100 times battle, it becomes a 333 times battle. Uh, that increases your clout earnings by 333 times, which is crazy. Have you done that actually before? Uh, no, only 100 times battles.
1: Oh. But after a 100 times or a 333 times battle, your festival shows disappear. Your festival shows also disappear when the Splatfest that you earned them ends. That's sad.
0: That's how we're going to talk about any Splatfest, because there's not really much to talk about there.
1: Splatoon was released on May 29th, 2015, shortly after the game's release. A Splatoon Wii U console Um. that had the game built into it was also released. Along with the game, five Splatoon Amiibos came out. Inkling Girl, Inkling Boy, Squid, Collie, and Mary.
0: The Splatoon Amiibos sold over 100,000 figures within the year of release. When scanned in-game, each Amiibo gives a unique set of clothing that cannot be bought at the stores around Inkopolis. Uh, where Splatoon 1 takes place, Inkopolis Square, where Splatoon 2 takes place, or Splatsville, where, you guessed it, Splatoon 3 takes place.
1: No, it's definitely Splatoon 2. And that's all about the history of Splatoon 1. If you have enjoyed this episode so far, follow us for
0: more content and share our episodes with your family and friends anyway. Comment on Spotify if you're listening on Spotify because that that would be very nice of you guys.
1: Okay, let's start Splatoon 2!
0: Splatoon 2 is the second game of the Splatoon franchise. The sequel adds new main, sub, and special weapons, such as doolies, brellas, inkbacks, and curling bombs. Similar to the previous games, Splatoon 2 has the Turf War, Tower Control, Rainmaker, and Splat Zone game modes. The game
1: has two new game modes, Salmon Run and Clan Blitz.
0: Salmon Run is based around killing hordes of salmon while trying to survive. There are a total of three rounds in each game and to complete each round you must get the required amount of golden eggs that are dropped from a boss salmon when it is killed. When you
1: complete a salmon salmon run game, you gain points that increase your hazard level. The hazard level is used to calculate the required amount of golden eggs each round and the overall difficulty.
0: Splatoon 3 also has this game mode. In this game, there are a couple of new features, such as the Salmometer and the Rewards Shop. The Salmometer, or the Extra Wave Bar, is a bar that raises at the end of any Salmon Run game, win or lose.
1: If it hits full, you completed the third round. In the next game, you will get an extra wave where, when the King Salmoines comes and you must try to defeat him. After an extra wave ends the game, we'll calculate how many fish scales you earn and give them to you.
0: There are three types of fish scales, bronze, silver, and gold. Pretty easy to remember. Pretty classic, bronze, silver, and gold.
1: The reward shop is a shop where you can use the fish scales you get from extra waves to buy items such as slop suits slash gloop suit, clothing for online games, Banners for your splash tag and stickers/slash decorations for your walker.
0: Uh, the second new game mode is called Clam Blitz. Um, and it's the, sorry, and it's one, uh, one of the new ranked battle game modes. Uh, there are two teams of four, and each team has a goal with a barrier around it. Uh, the objective of the game is to collect clams that spawn around the map. If one player holds 10 clams at once, the clams will transform into a football-looking item called a power clam. If a player throws a power clam at
1: the other team's goalpost, it breaks the barrier and allows other players to throw regular clams to lower their points. The team with the lowest points, or the first team to get to zero, by the end of the game wins.
0: So it's kind of like golf, you just don't want points. (laughs) Uh, In the Splatoon 2 story mode, they added the new function of choosing which weapon you wanted to use in each of the levels. There were a total of nine different weapon options, and completing every level with one of those nine gives you a replica of the weapon that you can use in online battles.
1: Other new features include Sardinium League Battles and the Shoal. Sardinium are collectibles that are in each story mode level that are used to unlock and upgrade weapons as well as to unlock new sub
0: weapons. League battles are ranked battles that players can play with others online.
1: The Shoal is a new building in Inkopolis Square that replaces local co-op with online co-op that players can adjust to be in the correct game mode. Difficulty or map with ease. You can even play Salmon Run. At any difficulty, with a con being that your hazard level cannot increase while
0: playing this way. That's kind of all that Splatoon added. So let's just go on how the game was released and what happened. So, um, Splatoon 2 was released on July 21st, 2017, along with the new, uh, Splatoon 2 design amiibo figures of Inkling Boy. Um, Inkling Girl, and uh, Inkling Squid. On July 13th, 2018, Amiibos of Pearl and Marina from Off the Hook were released alongside the Octo Expansion five months later in November 2018. Uh, The Octoling Girl, Octoling Boy, Octoling Octopus Amiibos were also released.
1: Now that we are done talking about Splatoon 2, let's talk about one of the only DLCs currently, the Splatoon franchise, the Octo Expansion. Before we talk about the history of the Octo Expansion, let's talk about the plot. If you don't want spoilers, then you can skip to the timestamp in the description of this episode.
0: Uh, yeah, so the Splatoon 2 Octo Expansion Wikipedia says, quote, Players take control of an amnesiac unconscious Octoling who is found by the character Captain Cuttlefish. Cuttlefish was seeking out Agent 3, the protagonist of Splatoon, and decides to help the Octoling after hearing them humming the Squid Sisters' song, Calamari Incantation. Uh, Cuttlefish and the Octoling are trapped in a subway-like testing facility called the Deep Sea Metro, where a talking telephone identifies the, pl- the player character as Applicant Ten uh, Thousand and Eight, prompting Cuttlefish to give them the title Agent 8.
1: The telephone informs that in order to reach the promised land, they must traverse through the metro to collect four objects known as
0: things. Agent 8 is given assistance via radio by Pearl and Marina of the pop band Off the Hook. As Agent 8 clears tests in the underground facility, they obtain small items called Mem Cakes that serve as physical manifestations of their lost memories. After completing several test chambers and collecting all four things, uh, which combine into a large blender, the telephone <laughs> attempts- Blender? Yeah. The telephone attempts to kill Agent 8 and Cuttlefish by tricking them into getting into the uh, blender. However, they are rescued by Agent 3, who is promptly knocked unconscious in the process. Agent 8 then climbs through the depths of the facility towards the surface via a hole that Agent 3 left in the ceiling, while Cuttlefish stays behind to watch over Agent 3. Agent 8 is confronted by Agent 3, who has been brainwashed by the telephone. Agent A defeats them, freeing them from their mind control. After reaching the surface, the trio is re- is retrieved by Perla Marina, but the facility itself begins to rise from the ocean, revealing itself to be an enormous statue of a human. Um, from within the statue, the mangled but still functional telephone and introduces itself as Commander Tardar, an AI built by a human a scientist who, prior to mankind's extinction who was programmed to pass the knowledge of humanity onto the next sentient race that emerged after the world flooded, while initially believing Inklings and Octarians to be this sentient race.
1: Tartar was disgusting with both their societies and instead reprogramming itself with a new objective to destroy all scientific life and create a new apex species from a genetic ooze made from the finest test subjects. As it prepares to fire an enormous solar-powered cannon from the mouth of the statue and destroys Inkopolis. Marina creates a plan to stop it from charging by covering the statue in ink.
0: The plan was successful, but the statue plans to fire anyway. Pearl uses a voice-powered princess cannon weapon to counter the laser and finally destroy both it and supposedly Tartar. With the threat averted, the group returns to Inkopolis Square, where Agent 8 joins a community with both, in- uh, with both the Inklings and their fellow Octolings that have already arrived, unquote.
1: Now that we have read the plot, let's take a deep look at the
0: history. The development of the Octo Expansion began because the Splatoon team had considered to have Octolings be playable in the Splatoon 2 game. But it was rejected at first, as the team felt that it would be weird to have the antagonists to become suddenly non-antagonistic with no explanation.
1: When the team had their idea to create a DLC for this game, wanted the DLC to allow the players to explore deeper, and so the settings of the subway station was chosen to have a darker atmosphere rather than the bright and colorful atmosphere the rest of the game had.
0: Uh, Nagomi also wanted the DLC to have, quote, older dated aesthetic featuring characters who speak in outdated slang, unquote. (laughs) To fit the previously mentioned darker atmosphere, the team chose the characters designed to be of sea animals that would live on the ocean's floor in the dark. Wow. That's Um, a little cool information there.
1: The levels were designed to have as much variety as possible, along featuring... Some content that was cut from Splatoon 2's base campaign. A total of 150 levels were designed. The number was later cut down to only 80, but 80's levels is still quite a lot of levels.
0: And they cut 70 out. That's crazy. And that's what I think side order might be. I'm not saying that's what it's gonna be, the but to side 70s? order might be at least a section of those 70 game ideas that were scrapped anyway
1: the game was released on march 8th 2018 during the spring of 2018 nintendo direct the dlc was later added to the nintendo switch online expansion pack bundle on april 22nd 2022
0: that's all we have to talk about the octo expansion today now let's get started on the latest game of the series and the last game of this episode splatoon 3 Splatoon 3 is the game that has added the most to the series,
1: and for that fact, the rest of this episode will be devoted to the game
0: and the waves. Four years after the release of Splatoon 2's Octo Expansion on September 9, 2022, a new and exciting adventure for the Splatoon franchise began, Splatoon 3. The game had been announced for a year and seven months before finally getting released to the public as soon as the game was released people started buying this game like crazy and in the first week the game sold 2.6 million copies which <laughs> you may ask what they uh, were getting riled over so let's talk about what this game has to offer the
1: game added two new weapon sets Splatanas and the stringers Splatanas are ink themed katanas when a Splatana wiper is swiped it throws a horizontal ink line when it is charged it throws a vertical line vertical ink line sorry that does more damage and if the blade touches the opponent it will deal even more extra damage
0: and that goes for the horizontal or vertical incline if either of the two like if so the- just do
1: a vertical and then hit on and it's like
0: Powerful. Yeah. Um, stringers are ink-themed bows that, when tapped, will shoot three ink arrows, but if it is charged, they will th- shoot three ink arrows that land on the ground, wait for a moment, then explode with a small radius of ink. The more charged it is, the the closer the arrows will be on the surface and the bigger radius of the explosion of the arrows will be.
1: This also adds the new sub weapon, the angle shooter. The angle shooter is a sub that shoots a straight line of ink that can bounce off walls. Any enemy that is hit with the angle shooter is marked and takes some damage.
0: Platoon 3 also marked a debut of the new Table Turf Battle minigame. A Table Turf Battle is a minigame where the player is given a deck of cards that they must cover as much of the map as possible in only 12 turns. Which sounds hard, but it's really not.
1: Each card has a different shape that covers section of the map depending on the rarity and power. While playing the game, you play matches with NPCs to unlock more employment as you progress. You can earn more cards by leveling up your table turf battle level, leveling up your catalog, or using shell-out machine located in the lobby.
0: The Lobby is where you can start an online battle, edit your locker by adding or removing decorations using the lobby terminal to change your name, pick up rewards, or change your splash tag. You can even test your luck at the shell-out machine by buying a random reward or even buying food at the concession stand to to get buffs. Buffs? Yeah, so you can, like, get extra gold, you can get extra, um, XP. I
1: you know, it's just the names, i so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> extra buffs. In
0: Splatoon 1 and 2, when you start, um, to search for a, uh, for players you can play with, you have to wait on a loading screen, but in Splatoon 3, you can play around in the lobby while you find some companions to play with. Um, in every Splatoon game, each had a, uh, new and exciting maps to play from, and Splatoon 3 is no exception. The game has received many new maps and, uh, that you can play from, including some from Splatoon 1 that didn't even appear in-, in, in Splatoon 2, and some from Splatoon 2.
1: Your character has also earned some new abilities. When you are in squid form, you can perform a squid roll by swimming in a direction, then immediately changing direction and pressing B.
0: You can perform another new move, uh, the squid surge, by swimming up a wall, holding B until your eyes shine white and flicker, And then letting go will cause your squid to fly up the wall, gain some airtime at the top, and then fall back down.
1: Um, Doing either of these new moves gives you temporary protection from tanking ink damage, but only for a small portion of the action.
0: One of the new features of Splatoon that players enjoy the most is the ability to change between an Octoling or Inkling for completely free. In Splatoon 2, Octolings were only playable after completing the DLC story, and you could only complete the DLC story by buying the DLC for 40 bucks. Because of this, more
1: players play Octolings than Inklings now.
0: I also think that Octolings just look better, so I use them over Inklings. But that's just my personal opinion. Some people on this listening to this episode may not think so, but I I think so. I think it's I think that they look just better.
1: One of Splatoon's most effective features that players enjoy the most is the catalog. The catalog is a three-month-long rewards function that allows players to gain new clothing, banners, titles, or emotes that you can use when you win a battle.
0: These are specific only to the um, catalog at the time, so (laughs) if you miss a catalog, it's too bad, too sad. I'm joking. Um, no, if you miss a catalog, I think they probably will recycle them after Splatoon 3 is done getting new catalogs and stuff. And you can get them from the shallow machine in the lobby. There are a hundred levels of each catalog, and Splatoon will be getting a total of eight. Nintendo confirmed that there will be getting new uh, the Splatoon 3 will be gaining new content for a total of two years after release. Which is um we're one year in, so one year left, guys.
1: All the other features of Splatoon 3 that are new that don't compare to how well the story mode is built, so let's hurry and talk about that.
0: Like all other Splatoon games, Splatoon 3 has a story mode, but, unlocks, but unlike Splatoon 2's story mode, this one takes in a place that is much different and isn't just a copy of the first game.
1: This story mode starts in Splatsville. After you learn that the great zapfish was stolen again, kind of like how Princess Peach. Um, <laughs> you see a strange man in a drain pipe and
0: you go to see who it is. When you get out of the pipe, you're in the crater. You see the strange man as he introduces himself as cu- Captain Cuttlefish. Name sounds familiar, it probably should. Uh, there's a salmon next to you named Small Fright who seems to like you, and so Captain Cuttlefish thinks it's your pet. <laughs> There's not really much information on where he comes from, but
1: Small Fry. I like that name. What is he in, really? Exactly.
0: Um, he's a salmon.
1: That's cute.
0: But he's not like a mean one from the um salmon. It's just a
1: little salmon following you around. Yeah. So that sounds actually cute. Just like Yeah. Um he calls you the new Agent Three and talks about the great Zabfish as well as the mysterious fuzzy ooze. That covers the crater. After you feed feed small fry some power eggs, he eats some of the fuzzy ooze. Captain Cuttlefish comments on how his hunger seems infinite.
0: Bro can eat everything. He just eats the whole world. Yeah. As you continue through the crater, you make it. Um, you make it to a large pothole, and DJ Octavia flies in and tries to fight you. After you defeat him, he says that he wasn't the one who stole the great Zatfish.
1: For the first time in forever?
0: Yeah. Captain Cuttlefish doesn't believe him, but before he can finish his statement, the floor breaks open with a ton of fuzzy ooze, and you get lost, and your hero suit flies off. You wake up
1: on fake snow in a giant dome with a fake sky. You go talk to a group of three Inklings, known as Agent 1, 2, and the new captain, they say... They are from the new Squid Beak Splatoon.
0: Um, they say that the trekker that they've put on Captain Cuddlefish is going, is going off in a nearby area. They tell you to go uh, to the levels to get power eggs that can be used to have small freight eat fuzzy ooze that covers the area. As you enter the first level, you are introduced to Orca. O, um, O-R-C-A. An A-I. Not Commander Tartar, okay? Um... Different AI. Don't know what Splatoon has with AIs, but now we're up to AI counter too. Um, that was created by the people who lived in the area to hold all of their data. Orca goes to tell you that the area is known as Alterna. Um, Skip ahead
1: around 30 seconds if you
0: don't want spoilers. As you progress through the story mode, you learn the the. You learn more of the story and eventually learn that Mr. Grizz, owner of Grizzco, is the one who's behind the Fuzzy Ooze and um, that he wanted to create a whole new world um that has mammals.
1: Oh. If you are interested in learning more about the story, you can look it up on YouTube since we won't talk about the story in this episode because it's very long and very confusing.
0: The very last thing I want to talk about in this deal, in this episode is the DLC of Waves and 2. Wave 1 is p- part of the DLC that allows the player to visit Incopola Square, which is where Splatoon 1 takes place, and use it as the area you explore. You can access the sh- shops, Grisco, and all the lobbies from this area. Wave 2 is called Side Order, and we won't go into what it is. Because um, we do not know yet. I don't. At least I don't. Yeah, we don't really know anything about it other than the developer said... That it can be replayed over and over again. So, so that's going to be fun? Yeah. Uh, that's all we have to talk about today.
1: Um, the Splatoon series is a fun series that affects everyone that it touches. I personally haven't... has I've, like, not played any of it, almost.
0: Yeah. Um, from the humble beginnings of the idea that that one a member of the Animal Crossing development team to the newest Splatsville... The series is one of the best in the world. The
1: series has a total of 29.22 million copies in its lifetime, and that's one accomplishment.
0: Crazy. Thanks for listening to this episode, guys. This episode was a long one to record, and we hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed this episode, then share it with your family and friends. Because that would help us get more listens. We need those listens up yeah you guys can visit our website in the description alongside our email if you're listening to this on apple Podcasts, and leave a review it really does help and if you're listening on spotify you can answer the question uh linked to this episode see you guys in the next episode of the pixel productions podcast
1: see ya